Max White, everyone. See something funny. It wasn't funny! I guess I'll just call it Max White Presents. I guess it's decent. Yeah, Max White Presents will work. All right, we're going. Uh, hey, man, Max White Presents podcast. Uh, we got a very special guest today, Eric Kelly, the world famous Eric Kelly celebrity boxing trainer, uh, vice correspondent, and uh, dude eating a sandwich while he's podcasting right now. What's up, Eric? That's right. I wish I was. I wish I was as um as as notable as y'all make me sound. No, I know, me too. We get more followers. <laughs> What's going on, man? What's up? Regular Kelly Wheeling dealing. Um, I got so much going on right now. Where um, I mean, nothing like crazy, but just life in general. You know what I'm saying? Got so much going on right now. You know, I'm a parent, you know, four kids and three baby moms. And then I'm trying, I got, I got a career that I'm trying to you know, blow up with, you know but, what I'm saying, entertainment, so between Vice and training, training nerds and touring and being a parent, it's just so much going on, so every time, like, people see me, sometimes it's like, I'm there, but I'm not there, because my mind is, like, working, like, I got so much shit going on, my mind is, is, is always working on something, then I'm trying to be creative and stay creative a little bit. Tell Come, us about the tour, who are you just on tour with training? I was out the um the summer sixteen tour, future Drake, and we traveled. You know, what I'm saying the tour's still going on. The tour the tour isn't over till October. Yeah. I came home. I came home a bit early. You know, um, nice. Reebok props to Reebok. Reebok sent me out there. Um, I'm a um, brand ambassador for Reebok, and same with Future. So you know, Reebok put us together. He needs a trainer while he out on tour. So. I got to travel with those guys and everything. And, sleeping and in you the, don't yeah, sleeping in the bus, but you don't you don't <laughs> smoke weed or drink, but no. you were in contact as fuck. Oh my god. I I never smoked or drink in my life, but when it comes to the contact, gee, I'm still I'm still fucked and up. Your eyes still look pretty burgundy. Yeah, no, listen, listen. And 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 that's my left eye. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? All right. My new name is Bloodshot Kelly. Speaking of the left eye, uh, let everybody know. So we met in college at the Olympic training facility. I was uh, a fuck up in high school, so I could barely get into college. Yeah. So Northern was the only one that would take me. And you were a champion Olympic boxer. Yeah. Sent to the utmost prestigious boxing academy, which just happened to be at Northern Michigan University. So for you, it was the just the cream of the crop. And for me, I was just the leftovers. That's yeah, it. it was the United States Olympic Education Center. And like the top athletes, they get a scholarship through the Olympic Committee to attend Northern Michigan University. And it's um, there's there's four or five, four or five U.S. Olympic training centers in the U.S.A. You got Colorado Springs, you got Lake Placid, Michigan, you got um, you got San Diego, California, and you got Marquette, Michigan. So four. And but the one in Michigan that I went to in Marquette, Michigan, where we went to. Is the only Olympic education center, so that's the only where that's the only OTC where you can train and um, have a scholarship for your education. Funded through the Olympic committee. Those boxers were going to school. Oh shit! Listen, if school, let me tell you something. If school, <laughs> if school was overweight RAs, then you guys were. If school, attendance. if school, if school was overweight RAs, then we do. We're like, man, we we, we listen. We're like straight A students, you know what I'm saying? Everyone has a 4.0 GPA, 
But a few, I mean, I mean, some guys, you know, we got a lot of people that graduated from the school, from college, and, you know, Darrell got his master's, LaShawn Shepard. No, that's Andre Darrell. Andre Durrell. Oh, Andre Durrell didn't go there, but he's from, from Flint, Michigan. Okay, that's right. So he'd be, he, he'd, 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 he'd be up there sometime for tournaments and stuff like that. The board was up there. Um, yep, well, Andre Ward. Ward was up there. Jermaine Taylor. Jermaine Taylor, Jermaine Taylor, 2000 Olympic, um, 2000 Olympic bronze medalist. And which Olympics were you the alternate for? 2000. 2000. Same, so, same as Jermaine, same and, as Jermaine. And same that as was Jermaine. for Jeff Lacey? Yep, for Jeff Lacey from, um, Jeff Lacey from St. Petersburg, Florida. Let's talk about Jeff Lacey. Oh uh, my God. That I just remember going one day and watching him, uh, punch that pounds per square ounce. Listen, or listen. Per yeah, per, the, yeah. the per square inch. Yeah. The, the model, the, uh, how how does it go? How hard? The, yeah, you hit yeah. per square inch. The amount of pressure in your punch per square inch. Now, wasn't it 1,500 for him? Jeff Lacey, his jabs were 900s. Jesus. Most people's power shots wasn't 900s. Uh, uh. <laughs> his, so his power shots was 1,600. I remember being there. I saw that with my own Jeff eyes. Lacey hit so hard. Oh, my God. 1,600 pounds. Dude, he hit the bag in the bag hugged his hand. <laughs> just, uh, just, uh, just crazy. And what weight class was that? 145. 165. Oh, shit. 75 kilograms. Is that middleweight. Oh, well. So that's where you fought at, middleweight. That's me. Yeah. But the thing is, I've been, I've been, I've been doing it for a long time, and I was at the top for a long time. So... At 16, I was 147. Okay, that's what's been. And then at 56, I was 160. And then at 56, I was around like 18, 19. When were you number one? I was number one in two. I was number one in 97 to 98. I was also number one from 2000 to 2001. So I was number one for. And that was the number years. one diamond gold necklace you had. Yeah. That oh I found it at a yeah. house party. Yeah. Remember that shit? Yeah, I remember. You I remember. Lost it. But you guess what? I lost it again. Uh, I haven't seen that necklace since I left Marquette, Michigan. Oh, that sucks. I bet you some overweight RA took it. Oh my god. I she probably keep it for like 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 a charm. Yeah, it's probably like in her rear view mirror. And she blows like every time before she has sex, she kiss it and raise it up. She has it on her rear view mirror of her yeah. <laughs> old four Pontiac Grand <laughs> Just flexing hard. Not even an O four. That's oh, no, so, okay. Man. So then this, so you were boxing. We knew each other back then. Yeah. I'm going to tell a story real quick. I know you got to go train tonight. Uh, yeah, I got to go train nerds. Yeah, so. Lucky me. All right, so this is it. So this is where we met. So I get to Northern. I'm 17 years old. How old were you in 2000? Depending on the month, I was, um, well, when you came, that was September 2000. Yeah. I was 19. Okay. Because so I turned, I turned, no. I was 20. Because I turned 20. September, my birthday is September, okay, so I just so had a birthday last week. I'm 17, all of 85 pounds. I didn't hit my growth spurt until like my sophomore year of college. I wasn't yeah. tall yet. Yeah. And anyway, so I was told when I get there, you can do whatever you want. I was a wild kid, but they like, just don't fuck with the boxers because they'll kill you. All right? Yes. And I was like, all right. And That's you, true. Yeah, and you were known as EK. That's how I knew EK. Oh, that's EK. Like, who's this? Who's this, like, this guy sneaking out of the bigger girls' dorms in the morning yeah. in the hallway? Because we live in the same dorms together. But anyway, so I had this beanie, like a winter hat that I always wore. I've had it since I was a kid. It has my name on it, and I was wearing it. And one night I was drunk, not paying attention, and I lost it. Right? I lost the shit. And I was like, oh, so bummed out. Everyone's like, oh, it's gone. Cut to the next day, we're at Cat Tracks, which is like the way you the, eat. The diner hunter. And I look up, and the boxers always sat, like, was it 20, 25 deep? Bad boys, how many people? Ah, oh, man. Woo. Because there's. You're wrestlers too. Yeah, yeah. So just picture a banquet Probably table. 30. Yeah, 30 
of the people you're told not to fuck with, and then there's this one dude, black dude, wearing my hat. Yeah. Right? How do you ask that guy? It's like, hey, excuse me, sir, you got yeah. my. Hey, you'll get the fuck out of my face. I bust your fucking head. And this is what happened. I went to. My, <laughs> I think I went to my friend Reeves. I can't remember if it was Chris Reeves, but I was like, hey, listen, that's my yeah. hat. And he goes, dude, don't. It's not worth it. I'm like, nah, I gotta get my hat back. So I walked up the table. Everybody's eating. It's like a record stops. Yeah. You look at me and I said, hey, EK, uh, you don't know me, but I know you. You know this wouldn't be important. This has to be important for me to be doing this. Yeah. But that's my head. I like it back. And he just looked at me and he said, my, followed by N-word. And yeah. then he gave me my hat back. I said, my nigga, <laughs> take that. Because you know what? A lot of people were scared of us for no reason. Yeah. And if you had the heart to say, you know what? Um, a matter of, yeah, if you had the heart and the decency to say, they're people too. They're yeah. regular people. But for a lot of the students coming up to Michigan at that time, before they got there, they were already warmed of us. Yeah. They were sure. already, already warned, like, yo, stay away from those guys. They're crazy. They're dangerous. They'll kill you. Yeah. But and we will. Yeah. Meanwhile, it, 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 it takes a lot to get to that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I saw it go down quite we a just have, We just have we just have a lower threshold for pain. Well, the, the difference is this. Most people from where I'm from in the world, like, yeah. get in one fight, you know, like, a year, and they talk about it all year. Versus or never guys, been in a fight. You, know, or you, you guys get punched in the head a hundred times a day, so it's yeah. not a deal to you. Like, we will leave the gym yeah. and just take our foot out of each other's ass, and then we take that aggression with us to wherever we went in school, and then we would... Put our foot up y'all's ass. Yeah, well, you know what I'm saying. A foot up your ass. It's like you have. So you like, know. there was like, and honestly, I feel sorry for you guys that went to go to school with us, because there was an ass whooping around every corner. Yeah, it's like you guys didn't do drugs or alcohol. You did people. Yeah, we did people. That's yeah, we did people. Do. But I was always on the good side ever since like that first week. I, was, I still I don't think I'm allowed up there. Really? You've got like 12 kids there. How can you not be allowed up there? If it wasn't for Planned Parenthood, I would have to. <laughs> if it wasn't for the Chop Shop, yes. The Chop Shop. I, I, I'd have a whole nother boxing team up there if it wasn't for the Chop Shop. I kept Planned Parenthood in business for a little while. You're a one. From like, two, from like 99 to 2003, Planned Parenthood is over thanks to me. I want my fucking check. So, all right, so from that, so you were a prodigy. I left to go to California, right? And then yeah. years went by. You went off to go pro to go to Crunk Gym, correct? Yeah, I went down to Crunk Gym. And now what happened there? Oh, man, I got in some bullshit down there. Um, that was in Detroit, Michigan, Crunk Gym, famous Crunk Gym, um, under the tutelage of Emmanuel Stewart, world-famous world trainer, train, rest in peace, Emmanuel. Um, the fighters from Crunk Gym, you may know Lennox Lewis, Evander Holyfield, Julio Cesar Chavez, Nazim Hamed, Oscar De La Hoya, like Tommy Hitman Hearns. Everybody who was somebody was at Kronk. So for them to even open their doors and extend a welcome to Eric Kelly, like, oh my God, you know what I'm saying? And I went there and I was doing good. Um, I got kicked out of the school that we went to. I got kicked out for being a fucking dickhead. And you know, I broke the director of the sun, Jeff Kleinschmidt. Yeah. Um, his son played for the football team. Okay. The boxers and the football players up in Lemieux. Never got along. Never got along. No, no one got along with them. They suck. I Egos. got along with their girlfriends. Yeah, well, and they got along with us. So yeah, they, didn't get, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Their girlfriends got along with the boxers. So the football players like, fuck that. You know what I'm saying? But the Wildcats were the Wild Kittens. Yeah. When we were in town. <laughs> you know, for sure. 
And I broke his son's jaw. Yeah. I broke his son's jaw and they kicked me out of the program. Okay. So now I'm in Detroit, Michigan, training with Crump. To go pro, correct? To go pro. Yeah. And I got the same retarded ass egos and and shit like this. Meanwhile I'm in Detroit, I'm not with my I'm not with my clip no more. Yeah. I'm 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 solo now, I'm yeah. dolo. And but I'm not pussy. You know, I got balls, you know, and thank God they're still there. Um, I got balls and everything, so I'm going out in Detroit, I'm getting money, I'm training with Emmanuel Stewart, you know, I'm doing good in the gym. I'm about to go pro. I'm about to, I'm about to take over the world. Yeah, and for those who don't know, not to know, but Emmanuel Stewart is like it, it, D trainer. Yeah, it's like Freddie Roach. Oh my it's, god. Yeah, it's like a long huge, pedigree. way huge. Yeah. Like Freddie Roach would love to be like Emmanuel Stewart. Yeah, so like, but you're like there. Emmanuel Stewart, the training is like Michael Jordan of the basketball. You're there to be conditioned to be a pro to just start. Yes, basically and, and the dominate. Chance. Yeah, and dominate. Sure. No, I was my my goal then was to dominate and take over. Yeah. Okay. And take over to be what Floyd Mayweather was yeah. or is. And I got caught up in the streets, you know, going out. And then I got um, in a street fight and I got jumped and I got hit with a pool stick. Yeah. And my left eye, I got a floater in my left eye. And I can see good out the eye, but the muscle and the nerve of the eyelid is weak. Okay. So the eye is droopy. So if I'm boxing, it's not going to take much for me to be a one-eyed fighter. Yeah. Especially with the punches and you're swelling up and black eyes if you get a cut. Did you tell them that now, okay, so you're cut, right? I cut easy. You didn't like, go, you didn't boxing, go to And boxing, I cut easy. You, I cut easy. And you didn't go to the hospital? I, I did go to the hospital, but after a while. Yeah. I remember, I remember there'd be night, days and nights I'd be laying down in the bed, looking up at the ceiling, and my ceiling walls painted white, and I just see like, dots in my eye because yeah. I'm looking all at a white surface I'm just seeing dots and that's when I went to the doctor because I was I was going back because after the incident happened it's a black eye busted up yeah. I'm used to that I'm a fighter so I go ice it put neosporin on it and go back to the gym and train little yeah. did I know the injury was internal yeah so after a while I went to the doctor and they said you can fight again but the eye is always going to be a huge problem because what Emmanuel said. Emmanuel, Emmanuel, Emmanuel was um, um, Emmanuel sort of wanted me to do it, but you know who told me to um, really take care of myself was Tommy Hearns because the same thing had happened to one of his rivals, Sugar Ray Leonard. Sugar Ray Leonard. And Sugar Ray Leonard condition. had an eye messed up. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So he had a detached retina. So Tommy I, Hearns, like world famous boxing. Well, yeah, yeah. Tommy Hearns, Tom, Tommy Hearns really helped me a lot. I love Tommy. And you just said protect your head. Protect your head. Yes, career. yes. Okay. Yes. So then, boom. So now, the, so then the one boom. thing you know throughout your entire life, more than it's done. Now, what do I do now? Yeah. What happened? What immediately after? Did you lash out? I lashed out. You know, I lashed out. I I got crazier than I already was. You yeah. know what I'm saying? From um, at that time I. I didn't know what I had, but I had a lot. You know, let me tell you this story. One night, the week I went, I, I, I was on the Chris Rock show. Yep. Right? I had filmed something for the Chris Rock show. And, the, and that episode didn't come out until my first week of college. Okay. So when I go to NMU, and we got the TV in our dorms, and everyone sees me, I saw you last time on HBO. And that's my first weekend interview ever. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, yo, that's a kid from the Chris Rock show. That's a kid from HBO. You know what I mean? So, like, 
my my head was already like blowing up. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Sure. And, and then you got girls and people like that. So he's the number one athlete, number one boxer in the USA. He, you know, on a Chris Rock show, he's gonna be something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So girls are coming out from every which way. You know what I'm saying? And then so many distractions. I'm going out partying, all the house parties in the clubs. Granted, I stayed away from alcohol, stayed away from drugs, but I like to be out. Like yeah. you said, I didn't do drugs, I did people. Yep. I didn't smoke drugs, I smoked motherfuckers. So I can't. That's what kept me high. So I came back from California, then back to Northern to finish out there, and then you were there, and then we started hanging out again. Yeah, we started hanging out again. And, and then, then we had the Casa House and Ben Everett House. <laughs> yeah, Washington Street. Shout out to that. On Third Street, on Third. Jesus, I don't know. On top of the Casa Calabria. Oh man, those are the parties that went on in that fucking house. Do not put a black light up in that place. Do not put a. Listen. You couldn't even walk in there for the fucking rubbers and nut stains all yeah. over the floor. And you had like woogie sleeping like, on the Like, dude, couch. you had woogie sleeping on the fucking couch with his broken fucking toe. <laughs> Remember woogie foot? Dude, yeah, but when he breaks his toe. His leg fucked up and that big ass toe was dude, sticking up. For people that don't know what woogie is, woogie is a seven foot two human that has a big toe yeah. the size of a normal person's feet. Jake Hunter, Jake Hunter, like woogie foot look like a head. <laughs> so we got fucking Woogie big ass sitting there. And how, wait, I'm 36. Yeah. Back then I was what, 24? Yeah. How old is Woogie? Is Woogie older than me? He's in between me and you. I'm 33 and he's, he's got to be 34, 35. So he's around my age. Yeah. He's so, around my age. Yeah. Okay. So you got this big motherfucker. Woogie's way bigger than all of us. Yeah. With this big ass fuck. Woogie never went there. I, ne I never, I never. I never saw Woogie go to class. No. I think he has graduated at that point. But he graduated. Yeah, he's brilliant. He's a smart guy. So he, wait, at that time he had already graduated? Yeah, I'm pretty sure because I think he was just substitute teaching at the high school there. So what the fuck was he? He could, That's dude, the fat motherfucker never left the bed with his toe in the air. How did, it wasn't a bed, it was a couch in the kitchen. Yeah, it was a, <laughs> no, it, it was a couch in the kitchen and then he graduated. Yeah. And he was staying in Moose's room. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then uh, did Cans live there too? No, Cans. Nah, Cans. Nah, Cans lived there. Yeah, it was yeah. the um the other fat guy. Uh, who's it that? was Forty, Max, myself, Woogie Foot, and the other fat guy. And you know what? Justin. Justin. Oh, Justin. Wow. I'm in fucking L.A. <laughs> I'm in Beverly Hills. I'm at William Morris. Yeah. Which and I'm walking down the hall. And I look at the desk and I see one of the fucking twins is now an agent at William Morris. Wow. This is weird. Chris, he can't. Oh my God, Eric. I'm like, oh my fucking God. That's weird how small the world is. How small the world is. Who the, she's from fucking Marquette. Michigan. Yeah, they're smart girls though, man. They're they're no joke. They're like they went to school at like Michigan. I didn't even think Marquette, Michigan was a part of the world. It kinda isn't, but then it is. You like a lot of people come from there, founder of Starbucks, right? You went to school there? He went to NMU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dropped out. Smart motherfucker. Yeah. NMU where the N stands for knowledge. The N stands for knowledge. So yeah, so we're going there. You're at the house all yeah. the time. Um, I was in the US so we see and I was staying at the Casa house all the time because that's where the parties was at. And how would you walk into the house? What would you say? Remember that? Um, I would say some dumb shit. Now I'd be like, white boys. Yeah, white boys! Because <laughs> I was the only black person in the house. Yeah, well, no, 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 no. Remember uh, fucking... Um, the who tall had, guy. Who has more kids than you. Yeah, the tall guy. He's about, what, 6'5", six, 6'6"? Uh, six, Marcus. Six. Marcus. Marcus. I, oh, my God, Marcus. And Marcus was taller than me. 
I think Marcus was old enough to be my dad. He had a kid for every inch he was tall. He had like so, 20 so, kids. So that means, Mar- yes, yes. Yeah. Marcus has like 25 kids. That's crazy. Like, yeah. Marcus got more kids than a lady that lived in the shoe. I think so Marcus got like 30 kids. He was just on the couch, but then like we're like, oh, he's like really nice, you know, good dude. He was the only person in Marquette big in a woogie. Oh, for sure. He's tall. And he's and, in terms of height, yeah. yeah. Like, now, Tuna was the biggest. Tuna wow. still is the biggest person I ever met in my life. What I hope that I, Shit, probably motherfucking casket. Or diabetes, maybe? The motherfucker 600 pounds when he was in his 20s. That was the beginning. When you get older, you don't get smaller. You get bigger. Your metabolism's slow. Oh, yeah, that dude's brutal. I hope Tuna's doing well. God bless Tuna. Yeah, all those dudes were dead. What was Tuna's real name? I don't know. I have no idea. We got to look up Tuna. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. That's fucking crazy. NMU with an instance for knowledge. Shout to Marquette, Michigan. 49855. Yeah. Everyone they were being, uh, we, we brought something. It wasn't us, but somebody brought a 50-pound dead raccoon into their <laughs> Yeah. I remember we was at this house party. Where are we coming from? The Matrix? Probably. And it was like at Shout the party. Scott. <laughs> yeah, Scott. Hey, Scott. I love you, Scott. I still love you, Scott. Even though you're in prison for actually bribing or extorting hey. Uncle Jesse. Hey, uh, who the fuck extorts Uncle Jesse? Jesse. You heard about that, right? Though he's of in course, of course. I know. Yeah, he, he, uh, I think he's out now. Though. No, no, I think he's in there for a minute. Him and that girl, like they. they it's impossible. They went to federal prison. For that was over ten years. That's like ten years ago. John Stamos. I just saw a photo of them like two years ago getting out. Like he fucking extorted John Stamos for like the exact amount of back taxes that the business was owned in. How and it's fucking. He told him to meet him at like a private airstrip in the middle of the UP. Yeah. And just the FBI was there. What's so so? Someone becomes from Marquette an agent, and then the other person goes to federal prison. And go from Marquette, from little yeah. ass Marquette, Michigan. Okay, now we're, we're that that's Marquette. So then you come back to New York because you're originally from Florida. Yeah, but you little raised. city Titusville. What up, baby? Three, two, one. Countdown city Titusville, Florida. And then you were raised in Brooklyn, Bed Stuy here. Yeah, I was which, raised here in Brooklyn, Bed Stuy. Um, I was born in Florida, you know. Then I moved up to New York and went to New York. Um, from grade school, finished high school, and then after college, I went to Michigan and went back to New York and came back up here. So now I'm here now. And since I've been back up, and when I was in Florida, oh my God, after I left college in Florida, yeah. so 2007, 8, 9, it was hell. Just what? Just it be, was hell. Being more isolated, or what was it like? Dude, let me tell you something. At this time, I got three kids, two baby mothers. Yeah. Three kids. I couldn't put food on the table for not one of them. Okay. The economy crashed. Yeah. The economy crashed. I'm in Titusville, Florida. What, are you like, doing what for the work? fuck is there? Um, I had so many different jobs. I was working at Sea Ray Boats at one time, building yeah. boats. Um, the economy was so bad. I was working at the Sykes Creek plant in Merritt Island. And the economy was so bad that they shut down the plant and and and, and transfer all their work to Tennessee, which is their headquarters. Yeah, okay. And then after that job, um, I was working at Kmart. I was working at doing telemarketing for protocol. I'm calling people. They cursing me out, hanging up. Meanwhile, I still got to read the disclosure. This is less than 10 years when you were like the yeah. hopeful yeah. for boxing. Yeah. So yeah. what's that do to your ego? Just My ego was done. My done. ego was done. My, and that has a lot of reason. That has a lot to do why um, I am the way I am now. You know what I mean? Like. Like I told you earlier, some people, uh, my mind is always working. I always got something on my mind because I've been down before and I'm never going to go there again. Yeah, just when I was When I was in Michigan, I had the world by the balls. And even then when I got my life fucked up and came back to Michigan, 
I still felt I had the world by the balls because I was 22, I was 23, 24 years old, 25 years old during that time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was in my 20s and I'm whirling around, wheeling, dealing at the time. I didn't have no kids. I said, there's something I could do. I was never bad in school. I was always good in school. But outside of school, I was a dickhead. You know what I mean? I said, I said, there's something I can do. You know what I mean? Meanwhile, I go to, I go, I, um, I finish college. I go to um, Florida. The economy is done. Yeah. I got kids. At one time, it was me, my two kids at my two kids in Florida, and the mother of my kids. We were living in my mom's house in Titusville. In Titusville. Okay. My mom had a three-bedroom house. My mom's husband it was paralyzed. He had got paralyzed. Okay. So he had a stroke and. He was um, had a hospital bed in his room, so that room, the little small room, was off just for him. Yeah. She had her own room. I was I was in a room with my girl, my two kids, and myself, and we in the and he got bunk beds, but they little twin beds, yeah. twin bunk beds. I slept on the top bunk. Okay. Um, my girl at the time and my son Eric Kelly Jr. slept on the bottom bunk, and my daughter slept in the playpen. Wow, you're just having flashbacks to thinking about like Mayweather. Like I'm having, those guys are I'm, a, I'm having, I'm having flashbacks thinking about how the fuck did I fuck up the opportunity of a lifetime? Was the world just closing in? I mean, the world just, just closed in. It got so tight, especially in that fucking room. Okay, so then what happens? What was the actual? I had to get out of here. I said, "Yo, I got, I got, I got." I, and then I had a kid up here, Ashton, who I'd never seen before. Wow. Okay. And he was born in 2007, but I didn't have the funds to go back on. I had a kid I'd never seen before, Ashton. So what I did was I said, one day I say, I gotta go. And me and my girlfriend, like, we wasn't making love or anything, you know what I'm saying? Like, we was down and out. Yeah. When like the last the last thing we do is is get your dick hard when you in that circumstance, what the fuck are you doing? You don't have no business fucking. Yeah. You should be like studying or like working. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we broke up. And I didn't even deserve no pussy at the time. If I can't put my, if I can't put food on the table to feed you, I don't deserve no pussy. What I'm fucking for? So um, I had to come back to New York, and we had to shift shift ways. So now I'm in. She moved back to Wisconsin, where she's from, with the, with the, with the two kids at the time. I moved back to um, New York, and to, today they're still there. I'm still here. And now I gotta travel back and forth. Okay. So now I gotta be there, be here, they come here, they come here. So they've been here, they I go there, shit like that. And now, um fast forward like? 2009, 10. Okay, so now now did you have training, like boxing training? Did you have that lined up when you when you needed to come back up here? Yeah. You're like, okay, I can go with you what I, I called I called several gyms because yeah. I, I, I had a name in the boxing world. And I know New York got more outlets in Florida, so For sure. I just start calling different gyms. I need a job. I need yeah. a job. And say, come here, you can train people. And that's when I came to Church Street Boxing Gym. No, was Props that the Church Street Boxing Gym? Because like you, you trained before. You trained me when I'm when we were in Marquette. We box all the time. Yeah, yeah. I but would take you to the gym, and, was, but I wasn't charging. Like yeah. I was just doing that. No, you know I know, but I mean? still, like, is it the mindset of being like a world class fighter to now you're gonna be a trainer? Is that that's gotta be ego shot, right? You're right now, right now, right now, I I still I still I still don't call myself a trainer. Really? Though I train people. Yeah. But I'm not a trainer because I know what. I know what being a trainer entails. Yeah. I'm not a trainer. You know what I mean? 
I mean, I know the, I, I, I know the curriculum. I know what to do. Okay. But I don't... You got to practice what you preach. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? I don't practice... I don't live the life of a trainer. Is there something about like... If you need a workout, I give you a workout. You want to learn something, uh, you... Like, you want to to work out and sweat, I'm going to sweat. Just give me one example of like what is like live the life of a trainer. Just one short... To live the life of a trainer... You gotta, like I said, you gotta practice what you preach. You gotta know, you gotta know, you you gotta know what you're talking about. And these fighters, you telling them they gotta do that, they gotta eat this, they gotta go to bed this time. That's what you gotta do as a trainer, cause they gotta get up early, yeah. five six o'clock train. Yeah. You gotta be there. When I was up in Michigan at the Olympic Center training with Al Mitchell, yeah. Um, we we Al Mitchell banging on that door. Five, six o'clock every yeah. morning. That's gotta be, you can't be out at one oak till four. No. No, no, because you gotta get up. Somebody, and okay. you gotta take these kids running. And you're back to New York now, and you're like, okay, make these calls for this trainer because you're gonna be a trainer now. Yeah, I right? went to different gyms Church Street Boxing Gym, even Trinity Gym. Yeah. I'm wearing the Trinity shirt now. Um, So, yeah, um, I was calling, and then I, I Church Street Boxing Gym gave me a job. And then. So and to be honest with you, let me tell you what happened. Church Street Boxing Gym gave me a job at the time. I was only making $10 an hour. Working box, training boxers. But it was better than nothing. Yeah, for sure. It's just it, yeah. better than a C-Ray. I got three kids. Yeah. I'm only making $10. Wow. C-Ray is done. I'm only yeah. making $10 an hour. Okay. The economy is, is shit now. How long, how many years was that at the... At Church Street Boxing Gym, did that, that went on until 2012. When the video popped. And in 2012, I did a video where I'm training the Wall Street guys at Church Street Boxing Gym. And then I'm talking shit to them, cracking on them, telling jokes. And out of nowhere, I'm on Twitter one day, and I didn't even know the video came out. Yeah. I'm just on Twitter tweeting, whatever. And I get start getting people linking the video. Oh, you're, you're hilarious. We love your video. You're so funny. And then all these emails from different agencies, CAA, Gersh, William Morrison, different celebrities start reaching out to me. I got, I got, I got follows. I can, I can remember some. I got a follow from President Barack Obama. I'm like, a Twitter follow from President Barack yeah. Obama. I got a Twitter follow from like P Diddy. Wow. And then I get an email from P Diddy. Wow, what was that email like? Did Come you, to LA. Damn, did you sign a Puff Daddy or P Diddy or Sean? <laughs> uh, nah, Sean John. Nah, but um, so what happened was he um wanted me to come out to LA. Yeah. Yo, you in LA, you know what I'm saying? So um that's when he was launching Revolt. Yeah. And said, yo, he just let me know like whatever going on, I know how this industry is, you ever need advice, help, I'm here. And you know that was I mean? the, that's the photo of you and P. Diddy where he's like in his pajamas. In his pajamas, yeah, yeah. yeah Huffing and Post from Huffing and Post. And we did, I'm, a, I'm all suited and booted, got a yeah. you know, nice suit on, you know, and P. Diddy just sitting there with his pajamas on. But it's fucking P. Diddy, yeah. so he could be wearing any fucking nah, It's P. Diddy, yeah. It's P. Like, no, so, still no one's looking at me. So how you know? many years from your mother's room in Titusville to, yeah. to P. Diddy's living room in L.A.? How many that years? was three years. Fucking crazy. That three was three years. Ha, three years. That was three years. And from there, I met from there. Like, everything, I just started doing work with The Daily Show. And um, I started doing work with Vice and, you know, different little odds and ends, commercials like and stuff Andre like show. Eric Andre's show. Yeah, actually, you know what? I just spoke to Eric Andre. 
And now he's working with Vice. Yeah. So me and him got something cooking now. You know nice. what I'm saying? We're gonna do something, man. Shouts to Eric Andre. Um, shouts to oh, shouts to everybody. P Diddy, Black Thought. Um, so many rappers and entertainers reached out to me to to train them and just wanted to be cool and give me advice. Um, I never forget Pete Rock gave me so much advice. Pete Rock. Pete Rock. Wow. Pete Rock and CEO's movie. Yeah. Yeah. Pete Rock hit me up. He gave me so much advice. He come to the gym, train with me, and everything. Wow. Like Pete Rock really gave me so much advice and. I'm still, like, right now, I'm the most down-to-earth motherfucker you'll ever meet. Let's, you know let's, what I'm saying? Let's not get crazy. Um, no, facts. <laughs> because, because, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'm cut from suede. I'm cut from leather, and I ride the fucking bullet. Ride the bullet. I will, don't get me wrong. I can floss out. <laughs> I yeah. can floss out with the best of them. But, I'm like, I'm one of the most down-to-earth motherfuckers you ever meet. In the sense that I understand, I'm not gonna frown on you if you don't have. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I understand how it is to not have, because I spent a great time on my life not having. No, definitely. And although right now it seems that I have, and I'm doing pretty good, I still don't have because there's so much more left to do. No, definitely. And I was seeing this the other day. It's like uh, I heard this great quote, and you and I were talking about this, but it was. Uh, you're not worried about what someone has, it's what someone's making. Yeah. It's not what they make, it's what they're making. Yeah, you know what, what they're I mean? making, It's not yeah. how much they make, it's what yeah. they're making. And so right now, I'm, at, I'm trying to make, I'm trying to make, I'm trying to make something, I'm trying to make something for my, for, 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 for my kids to inherit and take care of my family and, and, and we be Gucci. That's what I'm, I'm trying to make a, I'm, I'm trying to make an everlasting legacy. You know what's funny? You know what I'm saying? Like I always said, when I die, I want to be taught about in schools. Yeah. Until then, until then, everybody could, everybody could be successful at what they do. Yeah. But when you're taught about in schools, that's a whole nother level. And now you're just talked about an STD clinic. Now I'm talked about a plant printer. Uh, they're just like, listen, the Eric has his own. Or the house party's an enemy. <laughs> yeah, the house party's an enemy. I'm out talked about in a few boxes. You know, there's hot girls that go there now. That's fucked up. You lying? I That's swear to God. The Galazi twins. I don't know. Before you got there, it was the Chandonet twins. I don't think I, I, I don't It was that. yeah. It was, it was it was Jessica and Laura Chandonet. Man, you talked to them ever? Yeah, I, I speak to them. Actually, I just spoke to um, um Jessica Chandonet the other day, and they're in Chicago. One is a one is a one is a doctor. The other is a pharmacist. They're doing very good. They're doing well. They're doing I was thinking about this the other day. What is it about boxing, like the sweet science, right? Yeah. What is it about when you go to a gym that you can feel that? Like me, not even be a boxer, just a fan of boxing, and I box with you, yeah. but not boxer, not, not competing. In, yeah, I'm yeah, not. Gold my record is zero zero and zero because I'm never yeah. stepping in the fucking ring. But what is it about? Why? 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 Why do you feel that? Like the first time I got in the ring with you ever, I, it was like a heavy feeling. Because the, I mean, a lot of motherfuckers never. We was just talking about this earlier. A lot of motherfuckers never even been to a, been in a fight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Motherfuckers never. If you're a guy, girl, whatever, and you've never fought, and you're a grown up. How do you know what you're made of? Yeah, it's, an, it's an, the first time you get punched. Like your father, yeah. like as a, 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 a as a boy, kid growing up, did your father ever sit down and say, "Son, you're 17 or you're 16, or whatever. You're in high school. 
you know, I, you know, you got good clothes, you're a good kid, your grades are cool, you know, you got a girlfriend. But have, have you ever been in a fight, son? It never happened. And then you say, like, then you say, well, why no, Dad? I'm friends with everybody. Yeah. If you, this is my thing. You might be pussy. How do you know what you, how do you know what you're made of? If you've never had to defend yourself. If you're walking down the street with your girl and your kid one day, and I come and grab your girl's ass, what you gonna do, get killed? Cause nine times out of 10, like dude, I fuck niggas up. That's what I do. You know what I'm saying? Nine times out of, I'm known for fucking people up. Yeah. What am I known for? Look at my face. This is ass whooping. Breeding, right ass whoopings, and children. Right now, you're, you're, right now you're eye to eye with an ass whooping. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is ass whooping. So, a motherfucker never been in a fight no before. I, I grab his girl. Like, what are you gonna do? You might be pussy. Man, but think about it. But you didn't see, cause I'm from like I've been sucker punched much before, but I've never been in real fights until I got to Northern, like like where it was violent, cause I was around a violent area. Like, was, yeah, yeah. Well, and and you was around a violent area because it's a college town. You got yeah. people from different walks of life coming. Yeah. Where are you from? Spring Lake. Spring, yeah. Spring Lake. Yeah. Michigan. Home of. Uh, Sound soft. Spring Lake. Yeah. Anything with spring. Any town with spring or lake in it, real soft. Like what is this Polish spring? Like lake? Like what the fuck is anything with spring or lake in it? It's yeah. pussy. It just sounds nice. It, it sounds nice. It sounds nice. It sounds like, like it sounds note. like air freshness. Like no bass. Like when white people say nice. Yeah, like nice. People don't even like walk. They do cartwheels and yeah. stuff. Like, oh, you know what I'm saying? But Softer then, than baby shit. And then the worst part is they all moved to your neighbor, your neighborhood in Brooklyn. Now they in fucking Brooklyn. Bed styles. I just walked in here. Yeah. And we're in Greenpoint, Brooklyn, live at the Tender Trap. By the way, thanks to Tender Trap for letting us do this. Yeah, here. thanks Tender Trap. Motherfuckers, like, what's up with people? Who, like, you know how you put the cuff in your pants? Yeah, I do. Why do you put? Why do people putting cuffs in their pants now? So that their fucking ankles are like totally exposed. Like oh, they cut. They do the floods because it's they call this Katrina, man. It's, it's the flood. Like what are they doing? It's like yeah, like motherfucker. I mean, granted, it ain't like freezing, but it's October now. It's chilly outside. Yeah, oh, yeah, they have chilly ankles. Like what do you like? Like like what motherfuckers got whiskers and look like a catfish? Got the mustache with the yeah, handlebars coming up. Look like a chopper. Like what the fuck is going yeah, on? That's pretty awful. I don't fuck with that at all. I don't like that. What is these people doing? No, you know, I'll tell you what they're doing. They're moving to your neighborhood. That's yeah, yeah they gentrifying, fucking my shit up. Best oh, die, do or die. We do. Now they got fucking. Motherfucker, you go to the corner store in Bed-Stuy, yeah. you get a quart of juice. Now you get a kale shake. Dude, I ate a turkey sandwich on your block the other night and couldn't feel safer. A, a, a six foot two albino ate a turkey sandwich on Putnam Avenue in Bed-Stuy Vestin at three in the morning after a comedy show, an indie comedy show. And you was, and you felt safe as fuck. Oh, fuck, I felt safer than you, Spring Lake. Spring Lake, I might get harassed by the cops for being yeah, yeah. LA, you know? But, but meanwhile, in bed style, you're a okay guy. Hey, I'm, no, I'm not that. Have fun. I'm nice. No bass. Nice. Hey, I'm nice. I'm nice. <laughs> so, like so Michael is, Jackson. So what is it about? What is it about that? That like so your dad now, who was a boxing trainer of fame here, was like a, a good boxer. And dad, what, so what did he like make you guys fight when you were kids, or did you? Oh, my dad. Yeah. My dad wasn't a boxer. He wasn't. He was a trainer. My dad wasn't a trainer. My dad just was on me. Oh, made sure okay. I went to the gym. Cause he's on that Chris Rock show. I yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad, yeah. Uh, Cause my dad, my my like 
my dad was a dad. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. took me to practice and he stayed there and watched me and made sure I had what I needed to okay. have. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Paid my dues, made sure I had I, everything I needed. I had it. I yeah. had more wow. than what I needed. So that was my dad. He was just an amazing support system. And even last night, I just bought $1,000 from the motherfucker. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? So he's... Big up some Big <laughs> Kelly. You know what I'm saying? He just gave me a grand last night. So still a great poor system. Harold Kelly, my daddy, I love you. Um, but yeah, if it wasn't for my daddy, I wouldn't be here. And why, why does he call uh, white people like me cops? You a cop, ain't you? <laughs> That's what he said. He's like, how you doing, cop? You a cop, ain't you? You sort of look like he, one. He makes me feel like it. <laughs> I feel like I'm a cop's partner. <laughs> Like, like, like you like a motherfucker walking around writing tickets and shit. No, so in that Chris Rock show, I remember that uh, they talk about like white fighters and black fighters with you, yeah. and they ask you, "What do you think about when you get in the ring with a white fighter?" What I think about a hundred years ago. Yeah, that's what I said. And then it cuts to your dad, and they go, "You yeah. think your uh, a white fighter could ever beat your son?" And he goes, "Hell no, have not you alive." Ever, have, you ever, have you ever seen him dance? Right? Yeah, I go, have you ever well, seen him dance? Because my my dad is a white boxer from Detroit, Michigan, though, but he talked about he was forced to box by his dad, right? Yeah, he was a white pair of drawers. Your father was a white boxer, like, yeah, yeah, oh, for sure. They fought it on. Not even a fighter, a pugilist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1950s shit. But he said that once, when they would go fight inner cities, like your your downtown Detroit, where my dad's from, on the white side, he would lose all the time because they would say this, and you told me this before, too, black fighters have nothing to lose. There's no. a culture about it. Like they, they're there to, to get because out of- we come from nothing. Black people, what we respect more than anything, more than anything, is the struggle. Yeah. Look how we glorify the struggle. Listen at what rappers rap about. Yeah. And the majority of the rappers are black people. We they but we glorify the struggle. We want to know because a struggle breeds character. That's why, like, if you go into black neighborhoods. You see, you hear the loud music, you hear the loud voices, and ah, and the, yeah. you know, the dancing and that. Because a struggle breeds character, it's so colorful. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we've been through that, the, our life has been a struggle. Think about this, what year were you born? 82. I was born in 80, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you remember when we was in Northern, what year was that? Uh, I got there in 2000. That was 16 years ago. Yeah. Right? How long ago does that seem? A million years ago, but it wasn't. It seems like that. It was like from when you were born to like pre-civil rights. So no, it seems like that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. if you look at '82 minus 16 years, black people just got their independence. That's crazy to think about. That's what people talk about. Like so, we just get like so like black people are still rejoicing and celebrating. Yeah. And I, you know what I'm saying? Because. In our lifetime, yeah, black people have always had their independence, but it's not that old, kid. It's not yardstick-wise. It just happened. Yeah, Yeah, it just happened. So, okay, so then what's going on? We weren't going to do this, but we're going to do this. Like, so this is the thing. I think that everybody, white, black, Asian, whoever, has an opinion about what's going on right now. But I think for people like me, I can only speak for myself, should just keep their mouth shut about it. I'm going to let you know, oh, I'm going to let you know black lives matter like a motherfucker. Okay. I'm gonna let you know Black Lives Matter. This is Eric Kelly here telling you this. Yeah, Black Lives Matter like a motherfucker. 100%. And I know all lives matter. I get that. But guess what? Black Lives Matter. But I don't know, is it, what? what's the all lives matter thing? I don't understand it. I, why, why does everybody have to be included in terms of like, like I, I'm of the majority, right? I'm, I'm a majority shareholder, so to speak. 
Why? Yeah. I don't think I should have an opinion on this matter. I think I should be quiet and listen to people. Yeah, it's, shut the fuck up. It's like someone that hasn't seen the ocean before is trying to describe somebody. Like, you've never seen it. Just shut yeah, up and just listen shut to someone the fuck that up. has. Yeah, because um, it, 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 it goes like this. And I love everybody. Yeah. I love everybody. That's me. That's black people. Meanwhile, it's so much more than what's been glorified. But, but I'm out. But we'll never know the truth because the strongest forces die. Like the people, the people, the people who's been there, you know what I'm saying? And the people who, the people who witnessed and experienced, they're gone. So you like, like, like you can never know the truth about the, about, about, about what's going on yeah. out there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you, you, you see it and you hear about it, but experience is the best teacher. So you got to experience this shit. You know what I'm saying? And you can't. It's impossible for you to. It's impossible for you to experience it. It's impossible for you to. So, it is what it is. I'm all lives matter. I'm at, yeah, I'm all lives matter. Yeah, you fucking right. But I'm black lives matter today. Right now, I'm black lives. I'm all lives matter. I love you all. Yeah. Right now, I'm black lives matter like a motherfucker. Black lives matter like a motherfucker. I think that's Facts. a perfect way to wrap this up. I'm here with my boy Max White. Let me, uh, upcoming things, what you got going on right in the pipeline before we get out here? Um, right now, you know, like I said, just got off the tour. Um, we doing shit with Vice, and right now, um, I don't know. Right now, I'm just training nerds, you know what I'm saying? Training nerds, trying to hear the next big thing coming up. Um, I got my man Noriega down there in Miami. Might go down there and chill with him, see what he got going on for a little bit, you know? And I like, I'm open right now. I'm open. I, I want to do something. I, I got something. I got things in my head that I'm trying to put together. I really want to do something. You and know what I'm saying? We got shit cooking too. So I really, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And we got shit cooking. You what know about, what I'm saying? So, all right, real quick before we get out of here, uh, Twitter. What's your Twitter? At Eric Kelly on Twitter. At E R I C K E L L Y on Twitter. What's and the hashtag? Hashtag get your Eric Kelly on. At Eric Kelly Life on Instagram. Hashtag get your Eric Kelly on. Man, that's perfect. I think that's everything. Uh, follow me at this is Max White on all things social media, Twitter, Instagram. One more time. Eric, t- read the Twitter one more time, man. At Eric Kelly on Twitter. At E R I C K E L L Y. At Eric Kelly. At Eric Kelly Life on Instagram. Hashtag get your Eric Kelly on. Awesome, man. That's it. Thanks so much for being here, Eric. And uh, thanks to Tender Trap. Thank you guys for having me. And if you, what up? All right, later, man. We're out of here. Max White, everyone. See something funny? It wasn't funny! I guess I'll just call it Max White Presents. I guess it's decent. Yeah, Max White Presents will work.